I'm Phil Mendoza with Alpha Bow Hunting. Welcome back to our show, To The Point. All right, we're rolling again here on another episode. I'm going back to back with uh, with episodes today, on the recording side anyway. And last video was scratching the surface, surface on the topic of eliminating variables. When I mentioned before on the uh, determine your effective range process where we're going to look at accuracy, we're going to look at energy, then you can evaluate, see which one of those two categories falters first. Are we looking at, uh, you know, changing arrow weight? Are we looking at, um, you know, possibly buying a new bow? And what I want everybody to really have a good grasp and understand is Sometimes, sometimes between from year to year, a bow manufacturer doesn't have a a ton of improvements. Every three or four years, they'll turn over their technology, have big improvements. And occasionally, you'll get a a bow from a manufacturer and you'll look at the same manufacturer because whether you're loyal to that manufacturer or you just like the feel of that bow, uh, next year's bow... When it comes out, maybe not a ton of difference, not a ton of performance advantages or features I want to buy. Okay, then the next year comes out. And again, they just tweak it a little bit more. And the next year, they just tweak it a little bit more. So there's really not a ton of benefit to you if you're in that category of looking to increase your kinetic energy by means of your equipment. So in the, in the, cat, in the case of, in that case, sometimes you have to look at a different manufacturer and Again, I'm not telling you to not be loyal to a company. I'm just telling you to consider all the facts, see see all the moving parts. So when we're looking at what a potential change in bow can give you, um, sometimes the topic of oh that bow's not that that bow's a, a speed bow or it's less forgiving or this bow it's got too long of a brace height. You're not going to get the performance and energy you need. So. In that respect, I wanted to break down that topic a little bit better because it's there. There's some numbers here that I know that most people have not <clears throat> or don't have a really good understanding of. So that way, as we're breaking this down, we can get into that. So first of all, when you look at my illustration going to the whiteboard here, uh, a compound bow, and you take into effect what your draw length is. Draw length is actually measured at full draw from the string to the center of the burger hole plus one and three quarter inches. <clears throat> There's a lot of this goes way back as to why it's done that way. Just know that over time, this is what's been the known as it's, the, it's a consistent way to measure. So you're measuring, and my drawing's not very good. Oftentimes, the the burger hole used to align with the center of the, of the back of the grip. So the grip, back of the grip may more look like this, actually, in some cases, in many cases. So <clears throat> when you when you look at your draw length, a 28-inch bow, or let, let me start with a 30-inch bow. Okay, I'm going to start with the longest. So a 30-inch bow is actually you're gonna minus 1 and 3 quarter inches. So it's actually... 28 and a quarter inches of measurement from your back of your string at full draw to the center of the burger hole, okay? 
So that's actually what your measurement, that measurement looks like. Now, when you take into account and add the consideration of what your brace height was, so I'm going to start with a seven inch brace. <clears throat> You're actually subtracting seven inches of that power stroke. So you really only have 21 and a quarter inch power stroke. So again, 30 inches, one might think I got a 30 inch power stroke. No, you actually have a 21 and a quarter inch power stroke. So if you take these same numbers and we plug in a six inch brace height bow, that gives you a 22 and a quarter inch power stroke. So this is again on the one end of the, the, the spectrum. This is a 30 inch draw length bow or 30 inch draw length shooter. This, this person has um, a ton that he can get away with because even though it's not a 30 inch power stroke, it's a 21 and a quarter, 22 and a quarter power stroke, depending on what you're doing. So I'm going to go down and I'm going to give you the same example on a 28 inch person. So minus one and three quarter. So this is going to equal 26 and a quarter inch minus seven inch brace height. You're going to be equals 19 and a quarter inches of power stroke. Now, if you go to a six inch brace height, again, with a six inch where this measurement becomes closer, then you actually have a 20 and no, I do that right. Yep, 20 and one quarter inch uh, power stroke. We're going to go down one more, 26 inch shooter minus one and three quarter equals 24 and a quarter inch minus seven, double checking my numbers here, equals a 17 and a quarter inch power stroke minus a six inch brace height you're going to have an 18 and a quarter inch power stroke. So when we're looking at how to assess the situation, if you need more kinetic energy, momentum, performance, speed, whatever you want to title that category, we're going to look at two different ends of the spectrum here. A 30 inch draw length shooter with a uh, seven inch brace height bow. We're looking at the terms again, forgiveness, performance, speed. This person has a longer power stroke, but at the same token, one could argue this bow is slightly less forgiving than a six inch brace height bow with someone with a smaller drawing. Even just a two inches shorter, their, their arrow is technically gonna come off the rest, string, uh, everything faster than the one example with a seven inch brace height. So technically from a critical standpoint, you can argue that this shooter with a six inch brace height bow could potentially have a more forgiving bow, all things being equal, form and execution is the main factors there, than the person with the 30 inch, seven inch brace height. Now you go down to the example of uh, the 26 inch draw length shooter. This is where when you start to get below that 27, 27 and a half inch draw length, and we start to say, six inch brace height is oftentimes a good choice for those shooters so that way they can put that inch of power stroke back into their their toolbox to generate a little bit more performance so when we're looking at this and you see what the difference is 
this is a four to five percent difference depending on where you're at on the draw length scale. So that being said, if you look at needing to get additional performance, okay, so if I, I'm looking, I want more performance out of my bow because um, my KE drops off quickly, one way to go about doing that would be to look at a bow with a slightly shorter brace height generating more power stroke. Now, if that is not an option because you just don't want to sacrifice forgiveness again, um, then then your other option is going to be to look at a bow in a, from a different manufacturer that potentially starts with a higher IBO or you draw more weight. So those are typically your, your there's few options there, but those are the, the bigger two options you can consider. So again, breaking down this process a little bit more, just want you to really understand that a 30 inch shooter really does not have 30 inches of power stroke. A 30 inch shooter has a lot less power stroke, same as a 26 inch shooter. That's where, when you're looking at this this concept and this this graph or this drawing, I know it's it's fabulous drawing. Anybody who hasn't seen me draw before, uh, I love to try. But this is where it becomes very critical because as we continue to go down, and let's just say that again. A youth, my son Dominic's a 23-inch draw-length bow, or shoots a 23-inch draw-length bow, and this year he's legal in Nebraska to hunt whitetail deer. And our goal is to have him ready to shoot a whitetail deer with his compound bow. Again, he's in a 23-and-a-half-inch draw-length range. Right now, he's in that 35-pound range already. I'm anticipating he's going to be closer to 40 by the time hunting season comes, if not a touch over 40. So that should be what we're looking at from an energy standpoint, power stroke standpoint. So then we're going to put him in an arrow build broadhead combination that's going to make it um, going to give him higher odds of success because of the build. And we're going to limit his shot distance because of, of the energy, the limited energy output. So that's the type of, again, bird's eye view we want you to look at because as you start breaking down into individual shot um, possible shot scenarios then you need to break it down even further but bird's eye view again in my son's example it's a white-tailed deer he's going to be shooting roughly 40 to 42 pounds he's going to be a 23 inch 23 and a half inch draw length and that's going to limit us with what we're able to deliver from a performance standpoint. So, but just know that understanding how we come to figure and the terminology and everything from power stroke to brace height to draw length, um, it, it's sometimes most people don't really care to know. I've just given you some information you may not ever care to go over again, but that's um, that's where we're, we're coming from on that information. And as you go through this process further and look at, again, just fixing one thing or identifying one thing at a time, focusing on it, and then moving on and trying to fix it, retest, and evaluate. That's what this process really starts with, and that's what that's what is at the heart of it. When you look at the foundation of anything, that's at the foundation of the alpha bow hunting system is learning to identify where you're at, figuring out where your limitations are, not settling for your limitations and striving to get better by means of fixing one thing at a time. So 
that's all I've got on this video. A little shorter topic today, a little bit more direct and specific, but very pertinent and very important to have a good understanding about it. So that way, again, if, if you're really looking at, do I need a new bow? Do I need new arrows? Do I need, you know, understand the whole, the whole process. And these are the type of specs and things that oftentimes when we're working behind the counter and you're coming to us with, hey, I want a new bow because of X. These are the type of things that we're kind of computing in our head quickly to understand this bow is going to be better than that bow. This option is going to be better than that option. And understanding the shooter and also taking into account, um, are you prepared for potentially a little less forgiving of a bow? Uh, although it might be slight in some cases, is it going to, is, is the, is that four to five percent performance gain potentially in going to a different, a low, smaller brace high bow? Is that what you need? Is that worth it? And that's what we try to help you evaluate. So that's all I've got on this one. I hope you've enjoyed the video so far in this, in this series process and we're going to continue. So I'm going to go ahead and leave you with that. As always, dream big and shoot straight.